Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Uwe Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Rocky Romanella. How are you doing, Rocky, and where are you hanging out right now? Well, it's a pleasure to be on with you today, and I'm hanging out in New Jersey. And as we say in Jersey, what exit? Exit 7A off the turnpike. <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. So after an illustrious career spanning more than 40 years focused on supply chain, logistics, and transportation, retail sales, and operational excellence strategy at UPS, including the UPS Store Franchise Network and UPS Supply Chain Solutions, Rocky Romanella became the Chief Executive Officer and Board of Director for Unitech Global Services, a provider of engineering, construction, management and installation services to companies specializing in the telecommunications field. Rocky is currently the founder and CEO of 360 Management Services, LLC, a management consulting firm specializing in executive speaking, leadership development and consulting services. Rocky is an experienced CEO who led one of the largest rebranding initiatives in franchising history, the UPS store revolutionizing the 9 billion retail shipping and business services market. He steered UPS's entry into the healthcare industry and created the mantra, it's a patient, not a package. He also led the integration of more than 20 acquisitions to improve financial performance capabilities and global network footprint of UPS supply chain solutions. Rocky has the rare ability to see a clear vision of the changing business landscape, the passion to develop strategies, tactics, and metrics to drive desired results. I think you have a remarkable and very important mission here, driving results that you also address in your business leadership book, Tighten the Lucknut. Great leaders challenge their people not to stop at the first right answer. So I'm very thankful that I can talk to you today, Rocky. Well, it's my pleasure. It's an honor to be on the show with you as well and to engage with your audience. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you. So shall we dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So, I'm at the edge of my seat. I'm ready to go. I got okay. nine minutes, so I can't <laughs> mess around here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's get to it. So who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? So for us, the ideal client is that small business owner, the entrepreneur, somewhere in the 10 million to maybe a billion dollars. So it's a wide range, but that's our ideal customer. We love working with small business owners. I, th I think the biggest challenge they have, and it's, in it's an interesting one, it's the difference between being very tactical and executing, which is what they need to drive revenue and profitability, but understanding the strategic vision they need to have as an owner. And I think sometimes that's their biggest challenge, the day-to-day -day tactical versus the strategic vision of what do I want my business to look like in the next six months, 12 months, 18 months. 
So important, you know, to know the difference between strategy and uh, tactics. Absolutely. So what are common mistakes, you know, they make when trying to solve that problem? Well, I think it really comes down to that whole kind of concept of your strength becomes your weakness if you're not careful. And if you think of the strength of a small business owner, no one's more involved, no one's more committed, nobody understands the business better than they do. What's their biggest weakness? No one's more involved, no one understands the business better than they do, and no one's more committed than they are. And so it's that understanding of how, you know, I, I always use the example, it's that first employee you had. So how do I train, develop that person? How do I let them use the cash register, right? Sometimes you'll walk in a small business and there's, there's folks on the floor helping them sell some, you know, maybe sell a product, but the line's at the cash register because only one person can handle the money. So it's the ability to understand the difference between the tactical and the strategic. And, and how do I start to learn that delegating of authority, training my people, getting them to understand what roles they play and understanding that they're not my biggest problem. They're my biggest strength. And, you know, your biggest asset in business is your people. I love that you just said that. So it's so important and many forget about that. So before I ask Rocky, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Rocky, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that issue? I think the first step for me is always this concept of understanding the difference between nice to do things and need to do things. And I think once you put them in these two categories, we love to do the nice to do things, right? They're nice to do. We may want to change the, our store or change the look of our website. And those are all important, but is that the need to do? I think coming out of the pandemic, some of the need to do things are, you know, what are the changes in the business? What training do my people need to understanding our roles and responsibilities coming out of it? You know, we always talk about safety as a core value, but now moving forward, there's safety for our employees, obviously, and our people in our care, but there's also safety of our customers potentially. And so we need to understand what are the important, you know, what are the need to do things versus the nice to do things. And then once you put, lay out these need to do things, it starts to give you a clearer vision of what you need to work on in the near term. And then part of the need to do is always the strategic vision of where I want to go. You know, maybe business continuity, you know, business continuity certainly has changed in the last year versus what it was prior to pandemic, right? In general, business continuity prior to pandem pandemic was, you know, how do I handle, uh, you know, may maybe a hurricane or maybe a, a, a natural disaster or something along those lines? Well, business continuity today is, do I have the right internet services? Do I have, you know, do I people really understand how to work virtually? So I think that business continuity becomes more of a strategic vision that you need to work on. And that becomes a need to do versus a nice to do. Hmm. No, you're, th that's fantastic insights, definitely. And it's, you know, the only constant is change. And, you, you know, we were talking about, of course, in business, you know, there's always change, whether it's from the external or from the internal. So better be prepared for that. Right. So. What is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that will help with that issue or something a bit broader? Well, for, you know, for, I mean, obviously uh, our website, uh, 
heightenthelugnuts.com or 360managementservices.com. We talk a lot about these leadership competencies. What are the leadership competencies? And in fact, I have over 120 podcast interviews. And of course, our conversation, will I will absolutely have it on the website. And I think you have to look at, you know, your core strengths and then understand what are the things that you need to do to work on as an owner to help you move your business to that next level. And so there may be some leadership competencies that coming out of pandemic or what you've learned over the last year and a half that you say, you know what, these are skills I need to work on. Hmm. And I think that's what's important because those are all available to you. There's, and I also think besides the, the traditional ways of learning, whether it's through podcasts or through reading books, those kinds of things, I think sometimes the best lessons you learn are the, are the, are the individuals that you deal with and the conversations that you have just quickly uh, I would say my best uh, leadership lesson I learned from my wife, Debbie, you know, we're sitting there one night We're you know, we're out to dinner with a, with a couple and uh, the, the other woman says to Debbie, so who's your favorite child? And we have four kids. And so Debbie <laughs> looks at him and says, I don't have a favorite. They're all my favorite. So I kind of lean back from the chair and think, I want to hear really hear how she ha- ha- you know, answers this question. That's a pretty interesting <laughs> question, right? Cause the woman says to her one more time, you gotta have one favorite, right? Is it, you know, is it your two girls, your two boys? So Debbie goes, no, they're all my favorites. She goes, how could that be? And, and so to me, this was the most valuable lesson that I learned and I used it throughout my career. And, and what she said to her was, they're all, they're all my favorites because each of them gets what they need when they need it. Now think about that. I thought, what a thoughtful answer. What an insightful answer. It said so much about who she was as a person and, and as a mom and as a spouse. But if you think about that, each of them gets what they need when they need it. So therefore they all feel like the favorite. And from that moment forward, you know, I managed some very large operations, some complex operations, but I always use that. So for example, if I had a director of sales who was brand new, they may get a lot of my time. I may help them. I may go on a couple of visits with them. I may help them close a deal so they get that success. So it would seem like they're the favorite because a large part of my time is going with them. I might have a seasoned CFO. He or she doesn't need a lot of my time. So I'm just asking them good questions. I'm, you know, you know, kind of being their cheerleader, keep up the good work. Thanks for all you do. They don't get a lot of my time. Well, they think they're the favorite because I let them run. I let them fly. I don't, I'm not overmanaging them. So each of them is getting what they need when they need it. And I think that's such a valuable lesson. And as you grow as a small business owner and you're starting to add employee one, then employee two, employee three, well, then each of them gets, should get what they need when they need it. And to me, that's such a valuable lesson, but that's a lesson that I, I, I received from my wife. And I think sometimes we're always looking for that book on the bookshelf, as you can see behind me, I've got some, <laughs> you know, and the book I wrote, I mean, that doesn't mean that all those books have the answer. Some, they should spark you to think about things. They should give you those aha moments. And some of the best lessons you learn for conversations that you have, you and I are having today, or you have with your peers or other, or sometimes a disgruntled customer may be the person that gives you the best education on how to handle things from a customer service perspective. So always be open to listening and always be open to learning. Mm. Truly deep insights from uh, from your wife. Uh, so thank her for for all of these deep insights. Yeah, I tell you, it was amazing. I I you know when you have that aha moment yourself, you're thinking, you know that that's brilliant. I mean, I I, I 
from that moment, I couldn't wait to get to work and say, okay, now let me lay out <laughs> my plan for each of my people. What do they, what do they need to help them grow and develop? Mm, excellent. So, and of course we will put also uh, all the links uh, to get in touch with you in the show description. Uh, but thank you for sharing uh, that wisdom from uh, your wife. So what's the one question I should have asked you that will be of great value to our audience? Well, I would say the, 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 the question is, is for me, it's this concept of legacy. So for me, legacy is about this concept of, do you leave things a little better than you found them? Are people better because of their time with you? And I often, as I get the opportunity and the pleasure to, to, you know, talk to either juniors or seniors in college or in high school, and, and, all, and we'll talk about this concept of what's your personal legacy. And I always ask them, think of the word you want someone to use to describe you at the end of your career. And that's an, it's interesting because people come up with different words. Some say successful, some say rich, you know, obviously at that point in their life, they're thinking, Hey, I want to be rich someday, whatever. But for me, the word was always thoughtful. And I think that as you start to define that word you want people to use at the end of your career, you're starting to define your, what your legacy will be someday. And without realizing it, once you pick that word, you start to build a mosaic to that word. Everything you do, for example, you know, you do in a thoughtful manager, manner. Some people say integrity. Some people you know, say, you know, you're, you're inquisitive. And so you're always, you're that person that's asking a lot of good questions. You want to know, well, how does this work? Why does it work? But without realizing you're building that mosaic to the word and that becomes your legacy, it becomes your brand. And if you think about companies spend a tremendous amount of time and money building their brand, then each of us could hear a jingle and know exactly what that, what that, you know, what the brand is. It's the same with you as a person. What's your brand? What's your brand promise? What's your legacy? And I think that's such an important concept. And I think as we grow and develop in our careers, it, it would be nice to understand how are people going to describe Rocky Romanella at the end of their career or his or her career versus, you know, the start of their career. And so I think that if you can think through that and in the kind of conscience, you know, the quiet of your own conscience and, and in your heart, understand, well, what do I... I don't want people to describe me at the end and that becomes very powerful. And that begins the process of creating your legacy. Hmm. Well, you just gave me uh, kind of like, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the quite uh, the, the right question uh, to ask myself, what is it for me? And for me, it would be um, being insightful. So I think oh. that's, that's one of the, 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 the pieces of the legacy that I would, uh, just uh, leave people with, but thank you for, for this inspiration, Rocky. This is fantastic. So, so come to a final question and you already give it away by, you know, the, the, the second to last question, you know, when we, when, when it was about giving the goosebumps. So now is the time for the goosebumps. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Well, I have two. I apologize for being more than one, but two. Nope. So go, it's go. always for me, we have seven grandchildren now mm. between five and a year old. And so for, for me, it's always that moment when people always say, what, you know, what are your grandkids going to call you? You know, Papa, Grandpa. I say, hey, if they smile when they see me, that's more. They call me whatever they want. As long as they smile when they see me, I'm a happy guy. So that to me is a goosebump moment. But for, I would say 
for me, the moment was so, so Deb, you know, we moved across the country with UPS uh, nine times and, and Deb, you know, was wonderful raising our children. And, and she had a career of her own when we started in accounting and uh, really did a wonderful job. I mean, when you, I don't know where I'd be without her, uh, but the, the goop, the goosebump moment for me was, so she, you know, now the kids are older. So she got a job with uh, WW Weight Watchers and uh, as a coach. And to see the way people react to her was really a, a tremendous moment, right? Because throughout her whole life, she's kind of subordinated herself to, to raising the family and being home with them. But to see her in front of people, to see her the way she interacts with them and to see the way she touches people, you know, it's something that we always saw as her family, right? As her husband, her kids, and, you know, the thoughtfulness of the everybody gets what they need. You know, everybody gets what they need when they need it. But interestingly enough, all of the people she interacted with through those moments, you know, in the WW, you know, as their coach, to me was just amazing that she could be that giving of a person, that she always subordinates herself to, hey, I want to make sure everybody else is getting what they need. It was just, you know, and look, I'm a keynote speaker. And she always says, I could never do that. Yet I saw her in front of her, you know, her groups. Amazing just absolutely amazing. And I think that that was my goosebump goosebumps moment is that, wow, you know, I was real, I'm, I'm really a lucky guy. <laughs> She's That's good. It. I mean, yes. You know? And it feels good, right? Oh my God. It's like, Hey, you know, well, cause you're wondering, I go, Hey, no, that's my wife. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I'm, Hey, listen, I not, I really, I got lucky in this deal here. So I'm a happy guy. <laughs> so, but it was just amazing to see her because it was finally her time. If, you know what I mean? It was her time to really kind of shine. She didn't look at it that way, but I certainly did end up, you know, watching her with her, with her groups. And then once we went to virtual, you really got a chance to see, you know, the group interactions on the, on the virtual and off to the side, I would listen to her conversations and how she, you know, was carrying, you know, the way she just so, you know, with so much thought made sure that everybody got what they needed when they needed it, which to me was just tremendous. Hmm. I definitely can feel the passion how you talk about your wife and so and how proud you are and so thank you for sharing this wonderful goosebumps moment uh, uh, with your wife and uh, your family thank you rocky for our conversation it was a pleasure talking to you and i appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you shared with us today oh thank you it's a pleasure to be on the show you be safe and if you ever need anything and i can help in any way Just please don't hesitate to give me a call. Oh, you're too kind. It was my pleasure having you. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.